Welcome to my Secret Place Devotion with Oyeks Alfred. The Word of God is alive and equipped to change your life. Hello, good morning and welcome to a new week. You know, there might be great turmoil and storms and all of that in and around your life, but the Bible actually tells us about a peace that is unexplainable. What that peace does is that in the midst of storms, in the midst of crisis, in the midst of all sorts of things, you are calm on the inside and that peace cannot be found anywhere else. It can only be found in God. We need to pray that kind of peace into our lives this entire week in the name of Jesus. The Bible talks to us in Philippians 4, 7 about that peace. He said, the peace that passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we honor you again for this new week and Lord, I ask for that peace that passes all understanding. Let it keep the hearts and the minds of your people this week in the name of Jesus, that no matter the storms that arises, they will be calm on the inside in the name of Jesus. Amen. What do you think is the Bible's view of a person who is not in a saving relationship with Jesus. Well, we don't have to go to five. If you read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12, it says that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise. You had no hope and you were without God in the world. So that is the condition of a person who is not in a saving relationship with Jesus. He says you are eliminated from being part of the wealth, the treasures that are available to a man because he's a child of God. So that's why the Bible says that you are aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. The Bible says that you are not part of the covenant of promise. So no unbeliever is in a covenant relationship with the Lord. The Bible also declares that you don't really have a hope and you are without God in the world. It says in verse 30, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes made far are now brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Meaning that if you are a child of God, you are near to God, you are close to God. And the reason you're close to God is because the blood of Jesus has made it possible for you to stop being an alien to God, stop being without hope. And now you have become a child of God. But it's not just about being a child of God. You have to grow into adulthood. You have to become a Christian adults because if you don't grow up god can't really use you if you don't grow up you can't fulfill the complete plan and purpose of god for your life until you grow up you really can't access the deep things of god if you read from isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 the bible says for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given did you notice the difference when you are born you are born as a child so unto us a child is born but guess what is given what does it mean to be given that is when God wants to use you 
to be a blessing to the world, you have to grow into sonship. So though a child is born, a child will never be given to the world as a blessing until he grows into sonship, until he grows into maturity. So you must, if you know you want to fulfill the plan and purpose of God for your life, you must make it your vision to grow, not just be born in Christ, but to grow in Christ and to grow into adulthood. However, many people misinterpret or misunderstand God's definition of childishness. And so they are growing in other areas, thinking that they are maturing into sonship, but they are not. Because Christian growth has nothing to do with how long you have been a Christian. You can be a Christian for 15 years, 20 years, and as far as God is concerned, you are still a child. You are still a babe in Christ. If you read from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it explains it. Let's read from the NLT version from verse 1. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would talk to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belong to this world, as though you were mere infants in Christ. So he's saying that these people, he wanted to talk to them as mature people, but he couldn't talk to them. He had to talk to them as though they were babes in Christ, as though they were children in Christ. Meaning that there are certain information you give to children in Christ, babes in Christ, but there are other types of information, the depths and the riches of God's revelation are reserved for people who have matured. Now he begins to explain to us in verse 3 how he knew that they were babes. He said, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another. You quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? So in essence, what Apostle Paul who was writing to the Corinthians was saying is that when a person still has all sorts of character defects flooding his life, that person is a child. You see gossip, you see quarrel, you see bitterness, you see anger, you see pride. You see a lot of that in life of a person. What that means is that that person is a child, even though he has been saved for a long time. So if you want to mature as a child, then you need to mature in being like Christ. Maturing as a Christian is becoming more like Christ in his words, in his thoughts, in his attitude. If you notice that whenever you're in a particular situation and your initial action or your initial response to situations is what men would do, it means you are still a child. But if you constantly ask yourself, okay, in this situation, what exactly would Jesus do? When someone insults you, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? If it was Jesus in this difficult situation, somebody, you know, insults you, badmouths you, says all sorts of things, what exactly would Jesus say or do in that? situation. Honestly, if you live your life based on what Jesus would do, many things you have said, the way you have reacted to people, you will not do that because you know Jesus won't do that. Imagine somebody, you know, deliberately doing something against you. The natural human response is to, you know, insult the person, shout on the person, harass the person and all of that. But what do you think Jesus would do? He will act very differently. So if you are always acting the way men will act, the Bible says you are a child. But if you begin to act the way that Jesus would have done it, then the Bible says that's when you are growing into maturity. Now, the consequence of not growing up into maturity is that, you know, you will not be able to discern appropriately. You will always make the wrong decision. There are so many consequences of not growing up, but I mean, this one really stands out to me. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 and 13 explains it. He said, you have been believers so long. Now that you ought to be teaching others, instead you need someone to teach you again the basic things about the word of God. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. So, is addressing this Christian, the Hebrew Christian said, by this time you've been so long as a Christian and you're meant to even become a teacher, but you are still a babe. So you see why I said that, you know, growing in Christ has nothing to do with the length of time you have been a Christian. He now says in verse 13, he said, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how 
how to do what is right. Now, you need to understand what the Bible is talking about here when it says how to do what is right. If you read it from King James, it said, you don't know how to discern between right and wrong. You know, everybody knows stealing, lying, cheating, gossip, anger, all of those things are bad. So obviously, you don't need the spirit of discernment to be able to um, know that lying, cheating, and all of those things are bad. You already know that, right? So what is the Bible referring to when he says you will not be able to know what is right? And what does the Bible mean by you can't discern between right and wrong? It's simple. What the Bible is talking about there is if you don't grow up, if you don't mature, you will not be able to know the right actions to take as it concerns the perfect will of God. I'll give you a quick example. Remember John the Baptist? The Bible tells us that John the Baptist, of course, his ancestors were all Levites and his grandfather and his father and all the fathers above him had always lived in the synagogue, in the pastoral house, you know, if I may use that term, but that's where they live. But when he came to the time of John the Baptist, God asked him to go to the wilderness and that's where he lived. Now, it's discernment that enables you to know this is what I ought to do. It may not be the pattern before, but this is what I ought to do. It is maturity that helps you to be able to pick the will of God, pick what you should do at a particular time, where you should go to and all of that. That comes, your your spiritual ear is sharpened as you grow in character, as you grow like Christ. Meaning that if you are not growing, it will be difficult for you to hear God. It will be difficult for you to gain divine direction. And divine direction is part of the benefits of being a Christian. But it's open more to you when you begin to to grow not just as a child but you grow into sonship let that be your target target that i want to become like christ in my words in my thoughts in my deeds in my actions as that becomes your target you notice that you're growing out of childishness into sonship and maturity and that is when you begin to hear god clearly thank you so much for listening god bless you just one passion one purpose do not For other life-changing messages, you can now download the app Rev Oyik Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or Apple Store for iOS users. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube and Telegram, all on the handle Oyik's Alfred. Your heart is higher. Just one.